Hi there, I'm Bibi, the Feel Good Food Coach, and this is Feel Good with Food. You know how nowadays you kind of find so much information about what you should and should not eat, but nobody actually talks about how you go from what you eat right now to how you want to be eating? Like seriously, how do you change your habits? Well, that's what I will be talking about here on this podcast. So let's get started with this week's episode. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode. So this week, I thought I would share something a bit personal, and I would talk about my own journey um, from dieting to food freedom. I thought it's important actually to share where I'm coming from and, and what happened to me and why I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing today. So where did it all start? Well, I gained weight due to some traumas, basically the, the, the loss of someone very dear to me um, as a young child. And I was feeling very bad about um, gaining weight, to be honest, but I didn't know what to do about it. And my mom, I think, was very much a victim of, of diet culture. And so she kind of, you know, told me that the best thing I could do was to lose that weight um, and to maybe diet. And so I did my first um, successful diet. I was 16. It was a very restrictive diet, high protein, um, you know, the, the type of diet we had uh, back in the day. It's basically high protein, very, 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 very low carbs, very sh- low sugar. Basically, you have those, you know, just uh, uh, chicken breasts and, and beans and green beans um, or salad or tomato. It was absolutely horrible, but um, it was a very successful day because I lost um, a lot of weight. And I felt very, I felt great about it because I had so much good feedback. Everyone was telling me, oh my God, you look so good now that you've lost weight. So, you know, I was very happy about it. Um, I started by keeping the weight off for about a couple of years or for about a year due to, you know, keeping to the very super strict um, diet. But then I started slowly gaining it back. And my reaction to it was to just get back into dieting. And then gaining some weight again, and then back to dieting, and then, you know, the yo-yo effect. Um, in that period of time, I started working out as well, because um, be- before that, I was not active at all. So I started working out again, but that did not end um, the cycle of yo-yo. So gaining back the weight, and then back to dieting to lose the weight, and then gaining back the weight, and then back to dieting to lose the weight. The turning point for me, I think, was when I moved to Paris, Um so I left home and moved to Paris to work, and um, I just had no motivation to diet there um, anymore because I was just way too busy enjoying my life, to be honest. All the restaurants, the great food, I was going out all the time. I was just having a good time, and I gained weight, but I just I just really didn't care. Um, it, it was a time where, you know, I, I could see the pounds, um, you know, accumulating, but I just... Yeah, I didn't care enough to actually think, okay, I need to do something about it. I just didn't care. Um, What changed is that a doctor told me I needed to watch what I was eating. 
um, during an appointment because, you know, you do like those blood tests and stuff. And basically my level of cholesterol was high. And so she told me, well, that's because you gain weight. It's not good. You need to lose weight. You need to get on a diet. Da, 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 da. So to be honest, my reaction to that was crying and despair because the first thing that I thought it was, oh my God, I'm going to be miserable again. I'm going to get back to those diets that are just tasteless, very sad. And just that made me miserable, to be honest. So yeah, I, I was pretty desperate, but I thought, okay, there must be another way than just suffering. Because at, at that point I was like, what, nearing 30 and I had, you know, a couple of years in Paris just enjoying my life. And, and I really did not want to go back to a restrictive diet. So I thought there must be a, a better way. And the solution that I found that worked for me was actually my first stage to food freedom. Um, and that's listening to my logical brain to block my emotional eating. So I became super aware of what I eat, but I didn't diet, didn't like actually properly diet. I would still enjoy all the food that I love and a lot of home cooking. But to be honest, a lot of eating out as well uh, with what I call guidelines and not not a lot of organization. To be honest, it was not like meal prepped and everything. I didn't didn't plan a lot of my meals at the time. But I think what made the difference is those guidelines. So and the workouts. Yeah, that's true. I started working out again very, very, very regularly um, at that time. And I hired a personal trainer and got to the gym. That, that I mean, honestly, get personal trainers. It's just the best way to work out. I absolutely love it. So anyone, if you can afford it, honestly do it. But anyway, not what we're talking about today. Um, so yeah, guidelines. I think that that's what really made the difference in terms of what I ate. That I did not follow a diet, but I had guidelines. So what I mean by that is, for example... One of the aims for me was to radically up how much um, fiber I had in my diet because a high fiber diet um, helps you with cholesterol, helps you to lower your cholesterol. So that was a goal for me. So I need to have a lot of uh, fiber in my diet. So I made sure that in every meal I had, I would add protein. I would add, sorry, um, fiber. So that would mean, for example, I would have um, whole wheat bread um, at breakfast instead of white bread. I would add a lot of like lentils and, and things like that and, you know, spinach, kale, this type of thing to my diet just to make sure that I would always have, you know, fiber um, in my diet. I would, that's when I started eating oats. Oat is absolutely wonderful for that, honestly. Um, I, I think oat is one of the one of the disregarded um, superfood. It has protein, fibers, um, nutrients. It's just absolutely wonderful. But that's not the point of this conversation. So yeah, guidelines. That's where I was. And then, um, so I was very happy with you know that balance that I had found in Paris things were working absolutely wonderful and then a big change in my life um, I moved to the UK and it messed up everything for me because um, food food is just different in the UK um, and the way food is sold the type of food that is available it's just different 
and I just was not used to it. So for example, in Paris, I had an office restaurant um, where I would use that I would use for lunch every day, and so I didn't have to cook. I would just go there and you know have you know like just regular meals. Obviously, it's not the same as home cooked, and it's like like a proper restaurant, but it's like decent meals that you don't have to cook, and you can have like fish and vegetables and potatoes, and you can have like you know salad. You can have fruits, like everything you need. Oh, good. And um, yeah, there's none of that, at least not where I was working uh, when I moved to London. So I have to cook all my lunches because the store-bought options just, they just didn't do it for me. So I know that in the UK, everyone is used to, you know, like sandwiches and crisps for lunch. It just doesn't work for me. It just doesn't. So, yeah. Um, so I had to like cook all my lunches and bring them to the office. So that means a lot of planning that I wasn't used to do it. Um, then also I had to leave my gym and my beloved PT uh, in Paris. I am still devastated over this and I'm still trying to get him to come to London. It's not working, you know, four years after, but I'm not giving up anyway. Um, and then I moved in with my husband, so I had to accommodate what he eats as well because we don't necessarily eat the same way. Now we do, but back then we didn't. So the solution I found to that was uh, meal prepping, and also I joined the gym. Um, but meal prepping really made the difference because then, you know, it's it's just a, a different lifestyle when you have to think ahead of everything that you're going to eat. But I think that worked very well for me, and I'm still doing it to this day. And then, so, again, you know, finding a routine, quite happy with where I was, I think it was working, and then 2020 happened. And then I guess 2020 was a weird year for everyone uh but for me it was just extra challenging because i got pregnant that year so i was pregnant in lockdown i was furloughed as well for three months so not working not going anywhere and pregnant um and everything felt pretty much out of control the first few weeks of of the lockdown for me were very emotional I, I was just all over the place it was just hard i guess for all of us it was a hard time and just confusing because you know everything's closed you're not going to work anymore what's what's happening with the world that that's basically how i was feeling and my reaction to that was emotional eating i ate a lot and you know let, let's let's be honest i used the excuse that oh I'm pregnant well I was in my first trimester I was not that hungry it was more about you know emotions and just not dealing with my emotions not dealing with my fears and my anxiety induced by the pandemic and by the lockdown I thought I'm just gonna eat I mean it did you know work-ish in a way because emotional eating at in in that moment when you're eating you're feeling better but then long term it just does not work. It just doesn't work, right? It doesn't, it, you, you're not dealing with your emotions. So the anxiety, the fear is still there. No matter how much you eat, you're just burying it down, but it's still going to come back at some point. So then I thought, okay, again, there must be a solution, a better solution. Uh, and then that's when I found my second uh, stage of food freedom. And I think thanks in, in no small part to being pregnant, um, and it's about listening to your body. So the thing is, when you're pregnant, a pregnant body, you cannot ignore it. It's <laughs> the signals that your body sends you when you're pregnant are so strong. I mean, you think you know what it means to be hungry. Wait until you're pregnant. Your body will tell you 
we're proper hungry, eat now. And it's not about eat chocolate or have a snack. It's like, no, we want food, like proper food, like sit down, have a meal. At least that's the way my body reacted. And yeah, it forced me to kind of, you know, reconsider how I interacted with my body and how I listened to my body and how I moved my body as well. Because, you know, you're pregnant. And the gym is closed. So you can't, I just could not continue doing what I was doing. Um, so I had to think, okay, how I still need to move my body because moving my body makes me feel good. So I'm, I'm going to do that, especially in that time of lockdown, of the pandemic. I'm very anxious. Moving my body makes me feel good. So let me do that. Um, but how? There's a lot of things. So I used to do yoga. I used to do like, um, you know, the, the cycle training thing, I think very intense um and i can't i can you can't do that when you're pregnant so i had to think and find just to find you know new ways to move my body i continue to do yoga mostly and walking uh, but in a different way the yoga was different um and my body was reacting differently to the postures and and that's how it is when you're pregnant right your body just changes there's some things that you can do something that you cannot do anymore and you have to if you want to stay safe you have to listen to what your body is telling you so i think really what being pregnant made me do is listen to what my body is telling me and then i actually decided to continue this after my pregnancy because the results of that during my pregnancy is that i had a very healthy pregnancy i did not gain a lot of weight actually um just enough um my baby was super healthy and the delivery went super well everything was just great i mean i really had a healthy pregnancy and i think it's it's really because i listened to my body so yeah, I thought, let's continue that. I think it works. <laughs> and I just continued this um, through, through you know, the, the first uh, year of, of my babies being with us. Uh, and so I was breastfeeding as well. So I was still super hungry and very tired. Um, things that people don't tell you, breastfeeding, it makes you extra hungry because you're eating not just for you, but you're actually eating to feed another human being and another human being who needs a lot of energy. So you just constantly, I was constantly thirsty, just drinking all the time. It's absolutely insane. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, what I meant to say is that I actually kept that idea of listening to your body. And I think what, what, it, what it did to me is that, you know, slowly as I stopped fully breastfeeding because my baby got bigger, started eating solids and stuff like that, what I wanted to eat and how much I wanted to eat changed. And again, that came to that came with listening to my body. So it's not that one day I thought, okay, you need to stop eating that much. You need to reduce what you're eating. You need to eat more of this and less of that. It's literally just my body. I was less hungry. So I just ate less and I was able to move more. So I just moved more. And, you know, just really listening to what my body is saying. And I guess that's, that's, you know, the ultimate stage of, of food, food freedom for me is that, you know, you do what your body is telling you to do and you're not doing what society or anyone tells you to do. I think that's how you're free. You, you know, are authentic to who you are and, and do not give up to external pressure. It's really about you and what is right for your body. 
So what I want you to take from this story of, you know, my journey with dieting to food freedom is, first of all, that dieting does not really work to lose weight in a sustainable manner, as we've seen with the yo-yo dieting. And I'm sure I'm not the first one to tell this story, so you know that. And the second is that I was where you are now, and I can tell you for sure there is a way to be happy in your body without a restrictive diet, because I have been there. I have done the restrictive diet and now I'm out of it and I'm so, so, so much happier. And ultimately, you know, that's the goal of what I'm doing. This is what I really want. I want you to feel this happy with your body. So yeah, I guess that's that's just what I wanted to say this week and I'll talk to you next week. All right, that's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. If you did, share it with a friend and follow, subscribe and review the podcast wherever you listen. You can also follow me on Instagram at BB in the City, link in description. Talk to you soon.